Hey everyone, it's me, Renisa, back with another episode of Realized Legacy. So it is January 7th, 2020. We are seven days into the new year. God is phenomenal. It's fantastic. I don't know about you, but I am feeling so much anticipation and excitement for the coming year, or for this year rather, and everything that I expect to happen. My year has already started off pretty amazing. Um, I got some really, really great news that I'll share with you guys later. But um, really great news that's, you know, going to change some things for my family and I in a major way. So I'm like super excited. So I hope you guys this new year <coughs> is off to a great start. What I'd like to talk about today is how we get to the next level. Now, everyone over the years, you always hear about people talking about their New Year's resolutions and, you know, goals and things they want to change in the new year. And you hear the talk about it, you know, at the end of January, excuse me, at the end of December of the previous year into the 1st of January. I mean, everybody knows it, you know, beginning of the year, everyone has fitness goals. The gym is packed. Everybody has health food goals. So after the holidays, people are cleaning out the refrigerators, throwing away junk food, all those good things. But anyone who's been around for a while knows that by the end of January, mid-February, all of those resolutions have gone out the window. I admit, I've been one to do the same thing. I've made these lofty goals about how I was going to lose so much weight and I was going to be disciplined and focused and I was going to get it done. No excuses. I was going to get it done. And just like everyone else, I fell off the bandwagon. Life happened. I lost my motivation. Uh, I got frustrated. I hit some type of roadblock, whether it was mental or physical. And I quit and I gave up. And even when I didn't quit or give up, I didn't put forth as much effort as I could have and should have in order to reach the goal that I set. So what happened? At the end of the year, right back where I started making all these lofty goals. And it's a vicious cycle that happens. It happens so much that people have gotten to the point where they're like, forget it, I'm not setting any resolutions. I'm not setting any goals for the new year. The day will just change and it's whatever. And that's fine, too, if you decide that that's something that, that's something that you don't want to do anymore. But let's talk about why this happens. <laughs> I think a big reason why this happens is because it's more than just writing down the vision and making it plain. You have to actually put action behind the words that you speak and you write. And it's more than just getting up every day and going to the gym at 5.30 a.m. or 6 p.m. or whatever is the most optimal time for you. Sometimes you have to have someone else to hold you accountable. Yeah, that's become a buzzword too. Everybody on social media talking about holding each other accountable and this, this, and that. But I'm not talking about that accountability. I'm not talking about your family who know your habits and who you tend to ignore and brush off because, eh, whatever. You know, they, they know how to convince you to not do something and you know how to convince them that you're going to do something. Vice versa. <coughs> and I'm not talking about your girlfriends. 
Because while you both may have goals to lose all this weight and do all these wonderful things, let's face it, there are going to be times where she's tired and frustrated and you're tired and frustrated at the same time. And then y'all can't help each other, period. Not that you both don't mean what you say. That's not what I mean. But there are going to be times when your girlfriends are going to fall short. And I don't mean your coworkers, your colleagues, or your boss. Because then your heart is not really in it. You're just doing it because you told them you would do something. But you're not getting the results that you wanted to get. Because you're only going to do enough so that they stay off your back. I'm talking about a real coach. Someone that is unbiased, who's been where you've been, and whose sole purpose, whose sole job is to help you get to where you want to go. I recently decided to hire a coach for my career. I was frustrated. Um, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. I thought I was clear about my goals. You know, I thought I was working towards the right path. But I found myself year after year in the same place that I started in. And I was angry and to the point where I wanted to give up. And about halfway through the year, every year, I would give up. Like, just forget it. I just settle and I just stay here. But deep in my heart, I was tired of settling, but I could not figure out what steps that I needed to take in order to get to the next level. So about mid-December, I hired a coach. It was a sacrifice and it was an investment because I had to be intentional about setting aside the money and being disciplined, you know, at the time, because it was, a, it was a little expensive for me at the time. You know, it's holiday season. We're buying, everybody buying Christmas gifts. So the money that I spent, I really didn't need to. <laughs> but actually, I really did need to. And I also had to be committed, you know. I'm going to spend this money getting someone to tell me what to do because I have a goal to get better. But I need to actually do what the person says. So I set aside some money and I got a coach. Y'all, when I tell you, outside of the results that I had set forth when we started being achieved above and beyond my expectation, but the knowledge and the wisdom that I got from this experience has been phenomenal. I learned so much about myself and about other people and about the job search, interview, hiring, negotiation process. Like, I was selling myself so short in so many ways. Areas that I didn't even consider because I didn't think I was good enough. She pushed me to just jump for it, go for it. Like, I wanted to... I would look at job descriptions and automatically count myself out because I'm like, oh, no, I can't do that. I don't know enough because there were like five objectives that the um, company was looking for and I would meet seven and not apply because I didn't think I was good enough. 
And I didn't think I was good enough because I couldn't see myself as someone else saw me. One of the exercises that she had me do was to write down a list of all of my accomplishments. And that was the hardest task for me because I have a hard time seeing my accomplishments. I see the areas where I fall short, where I know that I feel that I could do better in, or I need more training here or education there. And I'm not as confident in that. And my biggest fear is to submit a resume and I've lied on my resume, get hired for a job and I get there and and I'm floundering and end up losing the job. But when you have someone else look at your accolades and your accomplishments and the things that you've done and you see them from their point of view, then you realize and you understand that, wow, I'm pretty amazing. And that's the same in every area of your life. You want to get into workout and exercise. But let's be honest. Look, let's talk about me. I'm not going to talk about you. Let's talk about me. I know I have a goal in my heart to lose 40 pounds. I want to transition to a vegetarian diet. And I want to run a full marathon within the next 10 years. But I also know that I'm a junk food junkie. God, I love peanut butter and I love chocolate. And there's this restaurant beside my job. It's called Smoke. And they have these potato boats that are filled with brisket. And oh, my God, I love to eat. (laughs) I love to eat. I don't mind running. But for me, it's a struggle going to the gym because I go in the gym and I feel like people are looking at me like I got three heads and I'm going to end up on one of those memes on Facebook or Instagram with people who are doing stuff on the equipment who have no idea what the hell they're doing. They look crazy as all get out. Yeah, that terrifies me. So that's where hiring a coach come in. Hire a fitness trainer, someone who can help me tailor my diet with recipes that are tasty but also healthy to help this transition into vegetarian lifestyle. Someone who will go with me to the gym and show me the proper technique to use um, the specific pieces of equipment in there and how often and things like that. Someone who will nudge me and prod me to get up out of the bed when I'm feeling lazy and to meet them at the gym. That's where hiring a coach, a fitness trainer comes into play because they see the areas in myself that I don't want to acknowledge. And they're an outside party. So I can't manipulate them the same way I would family member or a friend or significant other. When it comes to school, if you're struggling in the class and you've done it every way that you can think of and you've asked your teacher and maybe you asked a friend and maybe you asked a parent and you still aren't getting it, That's where another point of view comes into play. I think that's what coaching is all about. It's about having another set of eyes looking at your situation and your circumstances. Excuse me. Helping you to identify areas that you couldn't see before. And giving you that extra push to walk in that avenue. 
after this experience with this coach, I will not hesitate again to get a coach when necessary. I am not ready at the moment to share all of the details of this experience because I'm still waiting on a few things, a few loose ends to be tied up. But trust and believe once they are tied and knotted, (laughs) I'll be back on to give you guys all of the details. I just wanted to pop on really quick and encourage you guys to get a coach. Get a coach. And there's an area of life that you're struggling in, a goal that you want to achieve and you're having some issues achieving it. Find a coach. They have coaches for everything, like legit everything. And it may be a little bit out of your comfort zone paying their fee. But in the end, if you achieve that goal, isn't it all worth it? I mean, I look at it this way. I'm probably going to waste it on something else anyway, so I might as well spend the money on bettering me. There was a wise um, speaker, Jim Rohn, and he said something that was really, really poignant, in my opinion. He said, never ever regret money spent on personal development. That money is never wasted. If you come out as a better person as a result of the money you spent, it's never a waste. Personal development is always a great way to spend your money and your time. All right, this was quick. I didn't have much to say, but One of my goals for 2020 was to make sure that I podcast at least once a week. Um, I'm trying to get into a regular schedule. Be honest, trying to figure out which schedule is going to work best to me with my job and my other responsibilities and everything, my kids and all. But I did say I wanted to get in at least in January, do once a week and see if that'll be a good fit for me. You know, I might have to do something maybe once every other week, but... I want to see how this works out. I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year's. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Have a great day. Bye.